This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 398, a conversation with Fan Expo's Kevin Boyd. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 398. It's our conversation with Fan Expo's Kevin Boyd. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. We'll jump into the conversation in just a moment. But first, some housekeeping. As I mentioned, this is episode 398, which means we're just two episodes away from episode 400. I'm very excited about that. Also, this episode will actually be going out on August the 12th, uh, which is only significant because it actually marks the four-year anniversary of this podcast. Yes, it would have been nicer if I had been able to somehow uh, coincide the four-year anniversary with the 400th episode. However, I will instead next year hopefully be able to align the the stars with the five-year anniversary and the 500th episode, although that sounds crazy to even think about because it's still 100 episodes away. Uh, But I'll try and do that next year. So this year, unfortunately, they're one week apart. So next year, we should be able to to jive it up. As every week, every year, um, I used to take a week or two off of the podcast and it would mess up the numbering so it wouldn't quite be as uh, as close to numbering it this way. So anyways, I promise next year, it's on my plan. Episode 500 will be on the five-year anniversary. I promise. Anyways, this episode was great. It was a really good conversation with myself and Kevin Boyd. He is currently working for Fan Expo, uh, which is coming up in Toronto uh, in just, uh, I think, three weeks by the time this goes out or something like that. Uh, he also works for a lot of other cons or works on other cons for that same company. Um, so just the, this is a great conversation got to kind of find out a little bit more what it looks like from inside the belly of the beast in terms of uh, coordinating comic book talent, booking talent, uh, how that kind of works. Um, as, a, as a fan, we you generally we know how it works. We go to a convention, we see a you know a writer or an artist that we really like, we get in line or we see them at a panel. But what does that really look like from the other side? So it was a great conversation to get a little bit more of the behind the curtain material. Uh, you can email me at comic shenanigans at gmail.com. You can also like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Without further ado, let's jump right into the episode with Kevin Boyd. Kevin, welcome to Comic Shenanigans. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, sir. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. Now, you must be very busy, uh, or are you not busy anymore now that the show, the Fan Expo is almost here? Oh, no, I'm very busy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, lots of little things, uh, final touches, and then, of course, We've got other shows uh, coming down the line, too, so I've got lots to work on. Very true. Now, what's your uh, official title? I'm the comics coordinator, so I'm like the senior comics coordinator on the team. Now, how long have you been in this particular position? Uh, I actually came on uh, again to the show about last October. Okay. But I had worked for the show previously uh, when it was under the Hobby Star ownership. So I worked for them from 2007 to 2012 as their local comics guest coordinator. Okay, and then where'd you go in the interim? I I opened a store on uh, College Street in Toronto called the Comic Book Lounge and Gallery. Okay. And uh, and that took up a lot of my time. I would imagine it would. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then uh, there was another coordinator who uh, I work with who uh, really wanted to run things on his own. So that was just as well. Okay, and then what kind of led you back? Uh, they fired him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, nothing. I mean, against that guy. I mean, he, he. Uh, I guess uh, they had a disagreement, and then they went their separate ways. And they were looking for someone who uh, knew what they were lo- knew what they wanted, 
and who they'd worked with in the past, and so uh, I was available because my store had closed. Now, what does it take to be a comics coordinator? Uh, so essentially, uh, I mean, obviously, a knowledge of comics and who's working in the business and the value to the show as you look for guests and put together programming and uh, various events. So I go out and I try to recruit talent to appear at our shows as well as uh, give them things to do when they're here and uh, figure out where they're going to sit and work out all of their arrangements as well, like uh, what the show is covering and, and things like that. Okay. Now, what, um, have you always been a fan of comics? Or, like, has this kind of been a, like, you opened a store, so I'd imagine there's got to be some sort of passion driving you. Oh, yeah, yeah, a long-time fan of comics. I started reading comics when I was three. I actually learned to read from comics, so I've been, you know... I'm, I'm 46 now, so that makes 43 years of reading comics. That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I have a pretty significant collection, and I've done a number of things uh, related to comics over the years. Like, I, I had founded my own convention at one point, uh, the Paradise Comics Convention, uh, Toronto Comic Con, when it was around for a few years. Of course, and, uh, I didn't realize that was your convention. Yes, well, Peter Dixon from Paradise and I were partners in it. Okay. We did that for five years. Um, and then I also worked for CGC for a little while. I was their initial signature series director. I did that for five years. So I traveled to shows and arranged for people to get their comics and collectibles signed. Um, I don't know. I used to self-publish way back in the day. I used to do a whole bunch of different things. So I, I've been around. Now, what, what is it about being an event coordinator that you find kind of, you know, thrilling? Is it just, you know, kind of the, the art of the chase of, of finding the talent and, and convincing them to come to the show? Or what is it that really kind of is the most intriguing part of your job? Um, well, they pay me. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I enjoy, uh, I obviously enjoy meeting the talent, uh, especially people who uh, I've never met before or who are friends of mine. From, from years in the business and, and I've met and obviously I'm very big in promoting uh, Canadian talent uh, so just to meet some of these people and connect with them in, in person or even you know by phone or email it, it's uh, I enjoy that which uh, which guests would you say you're, you're proudest that you were able to get for the show amongst any of your tenures uh, well actually I'm very uh, I was I'm honored that I was able to bring Will Eisner here just before he passed uh, in 2006 or five, I can't remember which year that was. Uh, but we, we arranged for Will Eisner to be at a Paradise show. Uh, you know, helping to bring Stan Lee, being part of that process the first time he came to Toronto uh, in recent memory. So that would have been 2010. Okay. And then, uh, of course, I'm, I'm very excited to have Frank Miller at our show this year. Now, is that a first? Has he been at Fan Expo before? It's never been to Fan Expo. Really? Wow. So I, I knew it was like a rare kind of appearance. I didn't realize it was his kind of first Canadian appearance. Uh, no, he's been to, he's been here a few times in the past. Okay. But he's never been a guest of Fan Expo in the 22 years that it's been around. Okay, wow. Now, the last time I saw him in Toronto would have been at Anime North, of all things. Really? Yeah, in like 2000, I want to say 2007 or six. Or around that time, so uh, about ten years ago, he was honored with an award for his work with uh, Sin City and uh, Three Hundred things like that. Um, and I went to see him, and nobody was there. 
and uh, I brought him some comics, and he said, oh my god, someone has comics at this show. I didn't realize that, that anyone cared about my work. <laughs> oh my god, that's so crazy. Yeah. Talk well, about just being at the, at, at a, yeah, it's kind of an interesting place for him to be. Yeah, I think he, it wasn't really promoted to the comics crowd that he was going to be there, and then the way Anime North ran things at that time was they had a, a signing room, and they'd have multiple people in there at a given time, but everybody would line up in the same line outside that room. So when all the people in the front decided that they were there for the Gundam actors who were signing at the next hour, it pretty much held up the entire line. And nobody was nobody had the foresight to go through the line to bring people up. Oh, really? Wow. So there were all these people like myself who were waiting for, for Frank Miller and not getting into the room. So I finally just walked up and I said, hey, what's going on? They said, oh, well, you can go in. Oh, I wow. said, pull in the back. And they said, uh, well, you know, too late for them. You know, good on you for having initiative. And I'm like, okay. So I went in and got my stuff signed. And then they pretty much, he, he ran off to a panel after that. So uh, very strange. Yeah, very strange. Well, that's very exciting that yeah, he's going to be at the show this year. Now, is he also going to have a panel as well or just signing? Or Yeah, so his, his schedule for each of the days is he'll start off with a panel. So on Saturday, it's the Dark Knight panel. And he'll be joined by Brian Azzarello, Andy Kubert, and Klaus Janssen. Uh, they'll do that, and then he goes off and he does uh, this special platinum event that the show has put together for uh, 30 fans each day. And they get to sort of get a group of things signed, they get a little talk with the four of them, they get some personal interaction, and uh, they get a sketch as part of that as well from Frank. Wow. And so when when the, this type of content is kind of being put together, so you're pretty instrumental in that process? Well, I mean, when it came to the Frank Miller deal, it was like, Oh, I have a friend who knows a guy that's doing some work with Frank Miller. Can we, can you put me in touch with him? And then from there, uh, I got the, his rep talking to my boss, and then they worked out a deal. And they sort of worked out the specifics, the financials, the requirements between us, and then they between them, and then they let me know what the details were for what I needed to do. Okay. Um, what uh, other guests coming this year are you particularly excited about? I mean, we're, what, three weeks away, I think, from the convention starting? So, like, who's really make, making you excited besides Frank Miller, obviously? Uh, well, Joe Casada is a very rare appearance for us. Uh, pretty exciting that he's, he's coming. And, uh, you know, obviously he's now president of Marvel. He's moved up the ladder quite a bit since the last time he was here. Uh, I think the last time he was here was just editor-in-chief and... Uh, I, I actually, he, I was in the room at a panel when he got the telephone call that Disney had purchased Marvel that afternoon. Oh wow! Pretty cool. So Toronto is is part of his memory, I guess, of that that change in his career. Um, but yeah, no, we're very excited to have him coming, and he's he's doing some uh, limited signings each day. Uh, he's going to do a couple panels, a cup of Joe panel, and a inside what he calls inside the actor studio with Joe Casado, which is going to be kind of cool. Um, so that's, that's kind of fun, and um, obviously I have to start thinking about who else is coming because I'm like three shows ahead as far as booking guests. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited that Tim Sale is back this year. Uh, I'm trying to think who else I've got coming. It's, uh, I'm going to have to look at my list. I'm so terrible. Uh, <laughs> well, can I ask, uh, how did Margaret Atwood come about? Margaret Atwood is kind of a cool one because she's got a graphic novel that's coming out uh, through Dark Horse and uh, a Canadian publisher. And it's uh, it arrives in stores like the week after Fan Expo. But I had mentioned that it was it was 
coming at around that time, and then we should consider approaching her. So uh, one of the gentlemen that I work with actually made inroads with the publisher. Okay. And worked out an arrangement to have her and uh, Johnny Christmas, the artist on the project, uh, which is called Angel Catbird, uh, come and, and do an appearance for us. Wow, yeah, because that's like that. I, when I saw that, it was just kind of like it made me do a double take. Like, wait, Margaret Atwood, what? Yeah, because yeah, you think, well, Margaret Atwood isn't really a comic book cast, but uh, and she's a little bit of both. I mean, she's there to promote her graphic novel, but everybody knows her as famous Canadian novelist Margaret Atwood. So mm-hmm. she's now after Stanley. Of course, I'm happy Stanley's coming, but sad it's his last appearance. Uh, but uh, you know. A lot of people are emailing me now going, when is Margaret Atwood here? Is she signing? How long is she going to be there? What can I bring to get signed? Uh, things like that. So For sure. Well, actually, I, something that made me sad as a Canadian was that my, my wife's cousin is currently living with us. She's 25 years old. And I was like, Margaret Atwood's going to be at Fan Expo. She's like, who? And I'm like, no. Oh, really? <laughs> like, it just it just made me sink. And she's like, well, what's she written? And I'm like, everything? Like, <laughs> Like, tons of books. Like, have you not read Alias Grace or Handmaid's Tale? And it's like, nope. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> As a Canadian, it just made me sad. That's all. People should know these things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and I'm hoping that the book will do okay. Uh, we're, we've actually arranged for a, a special pre-release edition. Okay. Available uh, uh, at, the, at the event. So... So people will be able to see the work and talk to her about it, and she's going to do a panel presentation discussing it, and Johnny Christmas is going to show some of the artwork off, and uh, her, her editor on the project uh, is actually coming now, so she wasn't originally, but she is now uh, Hope Nicholson. Okay. So it's, it's going to be fun, I think. Wow. Now, I have a question. Uh, I'm just looking at some of the other guests. Um, so Dan Slott's coming back to the show. I feel like it's been a while since he's been at Fan Expo. I think he was here last year. Oh, was he? Oh, my memory's terrible. <laughs> oh, no, no worries. He, uh, he usually flies in and out for a day. And that's he's actually here Saturday and part of Sunday. Uh, so we're excited to have him. And, of course, uh, everybody wants to hear what's going on with Amazing Spider-Man, especially with the, the new Dead No More storyline about to start uh, in about a month or so. So uh, who knows what it means? Uh, you know, is Gwen Stacy real alive? Uh, who knows? We'll find <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask is, um, what was it like to run the Schuster Awards? Uh, it's a, a, a big headache. No, I mean, actually, it's, it's a lot of fun. And um, it's a lot of coordination. And I'm kind of feeling bad because I have a lot of work to do in it this year still. Uh, but it's fun. It's very redeeming to actually create something um, that showcases just how amazing uh, we are as far as our talent goes. Uh, there's a lot more Canadian, uh, especially artists, that I think people even realize. Uh, like there's ton, there's tons of them in the industry. I mean, when I think back of one of the things that got me thinking about the awards, it was that, you know, like it used to matter to me as a kid that John Byrne was Canadian. Like those types of things, I'd be like, oh, that artist is Canadian? That's amazing. Like maybe I could break into the comics industry and, and I could draw comics or, or write comics for a living, that kind of thing. Um, and, and I think it has a, an impact. I think we can be proud of uh, of the achievements of the of our of our Canadian talent. Who do you think are some of the kind of up-and-coming Canadian artists and writers who you think are deserving of more wider recognition? Uh, well, I think there are a few writers coming up. That we, we have a great bunch of writers with people like Curtis Weeb, who does Rat Queens, 
And uh, Ed Brisson, who writes a number of crime comics, uh, is currently doing The Violent for Image Comics with Adam Gorham. Uh, we have uh, Brian North, who's certainly catching a lot of attention with Squirrel Girl. Uh, Chip Zdarsky, uh, Anthony Dalcall, Connor McCreary. Uh, uh, I know there's more. There's, there's just a lot. There's a lot working. A lot of people working in comics on the writing side. Uh, and of course, artist-wise, we have a lot of like the biggest superstars living in Canada, like David Finch, Stephen Niven. Although he's he's an American that lives in Canada, he doesn't. But uh, we doesn't, have that, doesn't that almost get him more credit because he came here? It does. It should, but he doesn't want he, he on the grounds that he's an American. He does not want to be uh, considered to be a Canadian, even though he's a resident and he meets the requirements. But. Uh, hmm. But we have we have a lot of great. I mean, like I'm I'm I'm, I'm like excited that Tom Grummet is coming to the show now. I was uh, going to say, yeah, I love Tom. He's going to be signing at the uh, Comic Legends Legal Defense Fund booth. Okay. Which, uh, the Canadian version of the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, because uh, with different laws, we have our own version. Um, uh, you know, just like so many like so many people across the country. I'm excited to meet Johnny Christmas. Uh, he's what I've seen of Angel Capward looks pretty awesome. Uh, I know that I'm going to be seeing Steve Scross. He was here in the spring for a TCAF, but uh, I'll be seeing him at Vancouver. We should actually mention. So, what are the other upcoming shows that you're going to be working on? Because you mentioned after Fan Expo, you're already a few shows ahead. Fan Days on October 14th to 16th, uh, and I've just booked a bunch of guests for that show. Uh, we have the brand new Megacon Tampa Bay on October 28th to 30th, and then uh, Fan Expo Vancouver November 11th to 13th. What's it like? I mean, so you're, are you, uh, this is a naive question, you're based in Toronto, are you not? Yes. Now, what's it like be coordinating for these other events which aren't kind of on your home turf? Uh, a little different. Uh, I'm not as confident in the home team as far as... Uh, talent goes i mean i know i pretty much know everybody in toronto and can reach out and get uh, most of the the working professionals on board as far as uh, making appearances with with places like tampa bay i'm just sort of getting used to who's in the vicinity how far away they are what they might need to appear uh things like that uh vancouver is not so much of a problem for me as well because i know a lot of people in vancouver and uh, i have contacts out there who i work with uh, who who would you say are kind of the uh, I hate to use the term but the the great whales or the the people you haven't had the chance to book for a show yet that you've been trying to or have always wanted to be able to convince to come? Mm, that's a tough one. I mean, everyone might say like someone like Steve Ditko. Mm. I mean, he's a legendary recluse. Uh, I don't think I'll be getting him. <laughs> no, but and I don't think anyone would be uh, surprised because, as you said, he's. Uh, an amazing it's amazing that someone of that amount of talent could be that reclusive mm-hmm. yeah just completely against making public appearances and signing anything for people and I mean yeah I, I respect his principles so um, but it, it's just too bad and never most of us will never get a chance to meet him uh, John Byrne is a big one for me uh, obviously I'd love he did a show in Las Vegas last weekend uh, a Star Trek convention and he had very strict ground rules on what he would sign and what he would talk about mm. but I'd love to get John Byrne to come out and make some appearances uh, I'd love to bring some interesting cartoonists like uh, I was talking to Peter Bag. oh yeah about coming and making an appearance he said he couldn't make it work this close uh, 
you know, we were talking in July and June and July about coming up. Um, you know, trying to think who else I haven't really brought. There, there are a few people I'd like to get Jason Aaron out because I'm loving his stuff on Thor and uh, and Star Wars. As a fan, I would agree. I would love it if you were able to get him up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I, I reached out to uh, Russell Dowderman, the the artist on Mighty Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm loving that guy's work. It's it's just so intricate and detailed, and the expressions on his characters and so forth. Uh, but he is so busy doing it that he couldn't couldn't take the time away to come and make an appearance. So fingers crossed in the future that he'll be able to come out. Now, with you doing the the comic town, is there ever any kind of crossover with uh, some of the celebrity guests? That, I mean, obviously, some of the guests kind of end up in a few different categories. Are you ever involved in any of that as well? Or are you strictly comics? comics, although from time to time someone might say, hey Kevin, what do you think about this guy? Do you think that, that people will care or people will be interested in meeting this guest? And I'll give them my feedback on that. Now, before you worked for um, for the Expo, did, were you you know originally an attendee? I mean, I remember when it was, what was it, the Canadian National Comic Book Expo, I think? Mm-hmm. Uh, I still remember going the second year and uh, it, was, it was something new and exciting. Do you think it still has that same level of energy? Um, yeah, I, I do. I think it's uh, obviously it's it's uh, like an entirely different level of, of craziness than than the original ones were. I mean, the original shows were kind of smaller, and, and uh, I think he started it at like the the O'Keefe Center uh-huh. and uh, sort of moved around a bit. Did they were in hotels for a while until they ended up at the convention center? I remember going to one in, and it was in where we are now in the South Building in the sub basement, but it was a much smaller affair. Uh, like about the size of the uh, the December one day show that we put on. Okay. You know, with that level of vendors and, and guests, I think Mark Silvestri was a guest at that one. That would have been, I don't know, maybe ninety seven or ninety eight, and uh, definitely smaller. I mean, just sort of had this like what I remember of it was the same feel as the the smallest share events that we put on now. Uh, <laughs> So fan expo is just insanity for for me as a, as a person who works there because there's just so much stuff going on and so many things you have to maneuver around and schedule and uh, just keep an eye out for. So, what was it like when you actually ran the Paradise Convention? Like, I mean, here you're a comic coordinator, but there you're kind of, I guess, captain, co-captain of the ship, I guess. So, what was it like, kind of being at the top of that pyramid? It was a lot more stressful. A lot less work, but a lot more stressful because it was all on me and Pete. Uh, it was, uh, you know, the, to know that everyone was relying on you to get the attendance and get the the interest in the show. So I would be out there drumming up support and, and you know, handling promotion as well as booking guests and dealing with dealers and making sure that they were happy and so forth. So... I would say there was a lot more responsibility, a lot more on my shoulders uh, doing that, even though it was a smaller event with a much smaller attendance. When you were running that show, what what was it like? First of all, what, I guess, led you and Peter to even create that convention to begin with? Well, I mean, we were doing uh, what was Fan Expo when it was uh, the Canadian Comic Book Expo. Uh, He was a vendor there and actually also had tables at the show. Uh, where I was selling stuff for my collection and uh, we kept saying you know we go to all these other shows in the states and we see these amazing um, 
Bronze Age artists and Silver Age artists and so forth. And, and Pete's whole business is built around Silver Age comics and Bronze Age back issues and so forth. You know, maybe we should try to get some of those people up to the show. So we had initially approached uh, the owner of the of, of the, the expo about trying to get more uh, veteran talent in, you know, like your Neil Adams and, and uh, Carmine Infantino and, and people like that, Dick Giordano. And uh, he seemed uh, hesitant about doing it because uh, Fan Expo is about bringing in the top talent working in the industry now as opposed to the veterans, and he's changed his tune a little bit on that. Uh, so the feeling was, well, you know what, if he's not going to do this, why don't we bring these people in uh, and, and, and have an event? So that was the thinking for doing that, uh, something that would help uh, – support the back issue vendors as well okay what uh what other i guess um bronze age kind of creators have you not had the chance to have on the show either that you'd still you know like to get well i I think um i'm kind of running out of options on bronze age uh i'd love to bring like a brighter like steve Englehart up i don't know he was recently appearing uh for the hero initiative and event i think he's in baltimore next uh, on our weekend but um you know, like, I'd love to bring Jim Starlin to Fan Expo again, but I did have him at a Paradise show. Um, and I'm glad that we had Marshall Rogers here as well when, when we were doing Paradise before he passed. Um, you know, it'd be nice to get uh, Barry Windsor-Smith to come out of retirement and make an appearance somewhere. Um, and maybe have Roy Thomas back to town because he hasn't been here for a while. And, uh, and Steranko is high on my list of, of people that haven't been to Fan Expo that, that probably should. Okay. What, um, of the, of the kind of the, the newer, uh, hotter talent, I would say, who would you say you're most excited to get this year that's of the newer crowd? Because we've talked about, obviously, Quesada coming back. we talked about Frank Miller. Who of the, you know, the more modern crowd are you really excited to have at the show this year? Um, well, I've really gotten to know Greg Capullo, and he's a great guy. And I'm happy that he's back in town. Um, people love his stuff. And uh, as do I. Uh, I mean, David Finch is a, an expo regular, but he's really killing it on Batman right now. Um, just looking at who else on the list. I mean, Jason Fabok has been doing some great work on Justice League, and I'm enjoying that. Um, and Mohamed Azrar is a guy that I've been enjoying his work on the Avengers book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to convince Adrian Alfona to make an appearance. Yes. He's kind of reluctant about coming out to public. Um, I'm really impressed by John Boy Myers. I didn't really know his work before, but I've gotten to see a lot of things. Like he's done some um, variants covers for us, which have just been out of this world. Uh, like, um, so we've been doing these reprints of Batman Adventures 13, the first appearance of Harley Quinn in comics, and uh, we did a variant cover for that uh, for our Dallas and Orlando shows earlier in the year. And it sold like crazy. It just disappeared overnight. So we're doing another variant cover with him for uh, Fan Expo Canada and Fan Expo Vancouver. Wow. Now, actually, that brings up a question. How do the exclusives like that kind of come about? Like, um, you know, from the kind of the genesis of the idea to the actual implementation, how does that work out? Well, we'll talk to the publishers and see what their big books are for the season and what their um, what's available to do a variant cover so with DC we've got a variant of All-Star Batman 
the new title had launched, I think, this week. Okay. So we'll be doing a variant cover of number one, then we're doing this Batman Adventures variant, and then I think we're also doing something Suicide Squad related. So sometimes it's related to a movie or a TV show launch that's happening right around the time of the show, or they've got a book that's about to launch, like we know that there's a big crossover happening, um, you know, like uh, Dark Knight. Obviously, Dark Knight 3 is happening, so we did a variant cover for issue number 5, and I think we're talking about doing another one for Fan Expo. I can't remember if we did or not, actually, off the top of my head, because they have to send me the list of what's been finalized. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, with Marvel, they give us a list of books that they think that we could do variant covers with, and then they'll often select a, a group of artists who are available to do a variant cover, and then we work with them as far as selecting which cover to do, which artist is available, and then uh, how quickly it can be turned around to be released in time for the show. Wow. Sounds like a pretty cool process, actually. It is, yeah. I mean, I, I my end of it is, hey, Kev, which, which of these four books do you think is the best one? And then <laughs> I'll say, oh, I think, uh, you know what, like, there's this Civil War issue with Trudeau on the cover. I think we should do a variant of that. And uh, and then things like that. And then it sort of works out. And uh, if it's available, what they're willing to do. Sometimes it's actually just a variant cover of an existing um, cover. Like we'll just do like a, a black and white variant or a spot color variant. Okay. And sometimes it's brand new art. So. Very nice. Well, do you have any, um, before we wrap up, uh, we'll let you get back to your evening, do you have any other things you can kind of uh, tease for us about the, the con, things to look forward to that maybe we don't know about yet? Uh, as I said, it's still a few weeks away, or just some regular, you know, uh, teases? Mm-hmm. Teasing for the, I mean, almost all the details are out. I mean, programming is going to be, I think we've hinted at what, what, what it's at in the final schedule's going to release in a week or so I think I know that uh, this week we're supposed to be releasing the full list of exclusives so I would keep an eye out for that if you're an exclusives person um, and I think you'll really uh, like people will really like the um, the covers to Batman Adventures 13 the special variant that we've done with John Boy and I know people will be excited that we're doing a, a Trudeau variant or two absolutely uh, so with Ramon Perez's cover, we're doing uh, two variants with Marvel for that. One is a black and white, one is a spot color. Okay. Uh, the book comes out just before Fan Expo, so the timing is perfect for it. Um, I don't know. I think what else we got going? I mean, there was some talk about some like super special guests showing up at some different panels. So sort of unannounced guests dropping in. And uh, there's still always a chance for last-minute people who are in town as a result of, uh, like, TIFF, I think, is the following week. It starts the next week after, so some people may be in town earlier and uh, might be making some special appearances, but I can't promise anything, of course, uh, on air at this point. But, you know, it's, there's, there's lots of things sort of still in the works, and, and who knows what we might announce for next year uh, in advance, and what other shows we may be announcing soon and things like that excellent well Kevin thank you so much for joining us for the show and uh, good luck and hope everything goes well uh, when Fan Expo finally hits and with your next three shows as you said you're already planning them out oh yeah yeah, and, and into next year as well <laughs> we've got some great, great guests already booked for Toronto Comic Con as well so that's in March wow you guys don't mess around nope not at all we've got <laughs> 
can't rest. There's so, there's so many shows out there. We got to get people booked so early. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Kevin. Thanks, Adam. Take care. Take care.